This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1856, Living a Life Less Ordinary, part one, by Ali Cornish of everthrive.org, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Saturday, welcome to one of the only podcasts in the world where blogs are narrated to you for free, with permission from the authors. It's an award-winning podcast, thanks to you. And I'll keep this intro nice and short for the weekend, so let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. Living a Life Less Ordinary, Part 1, by Ali Cornish of everthrive.org. In my early 20s, I breezed through life in a state of constant movement and engagement. I lived in five separate cities, two different countries, and held a grand total of 11 jobs in the span of four years. With a serious case of the dreaded FOMO, fear of missing out, I felt the grass was greener elsewhere. Just like everyone I knew, I was always out and about, rarely spending a night in watching television, reading a book, or cultivating a hobby. Each new yes and each new connection were meant to boost my self-esteem. I thought if people saw that I was doing so much, they might respect me or, at the least, be very impressed. I made sure my MySpace and Facebook profiles were well curated to show others how productive, interesting, and successful I was. In reality, I wasn't very successful and I wasn't very happy. I was sleep-deprived, overweight, and insecure. Like all my peers, I didn't want to be considered ordinary. But I was exactly like everyone else in my chaos, churning, yearning, and chasing. When I lived in LA in 2006, I held three simultaneous jobs, none of which produced enough money to pay for my lifestyle. I sold my car to make ends meet. Instead of putting efforts towards lasting friendships and relationships, I was thoroughly invested in the Hollywood mentality of looking over people's shoulders to see if there was someone better to talk to. Due to my social choices, I was lonely. I wished that I could just stop everything and work on my mental well-being, physical health, and my finances, but I didn't think it was possible. I had to be out there. I had to be social. I had the chance to rediscover myself each day through the eyes of others. I wished my life could be simpler. What if I could have healthy self-esteem, a positive public image, excellent productivity, and the respect of my peers without being so busy? The idea of simplifying my life seemed like a temporary solution and not suitable for long-term success. It also seemed quite ordinary. Sure, I can stay in one night and eat a healthy dinner and go to bed early, but what about the rest of the nights? Would I be missing out on important connections? I worried that if I didn't fill my calendar to the brim, I'd be bored, lonely and depressed. As it was, I was already bored, lonely and depressed. I needed to change. So I began to consciously cut things out of my life. The removal of excess started with my decision to have just one job. I thought long and hard about what I was capable of doing. Instead of asking myself, what do I wanna do? I started asking myself, what can I do? After four years of searching, gallivanting and pursuing self-serving activities, I decided to be more focused and to make a difference in the lives of others. So in 2009, I decided to become a teacher. Through teaching, I found peace. I found solace in the built-in routine of the school day, and I began to grow personally, achieve professionally, and thrive in other areas of life. There was less pressure for me to be out there on the scene since I found fulfillment in my career, and with that came fulfillment in other areas of life. I no longer had a need for social media presence, so I deleted my Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter accounts. I got a dog, Chauncey, who taught me the meaning of unconditional love, 
responsibility, and what it means to be grateful. I made more room in my life for things that really matter. By living simply and mindfully, I was finally in a place where I could find someone to share, grow, and thrive with. That's when I met my husband, Josh. I began to live more simply, but I was not done with the idea of living. Many people approach the idea of living simply with great apprehension. They think, if I live simply, will I have to stick to the same routine every day? Is simple living just sitting back and watching life pass me by? Will it mean that I'm done with growth, achievement, weekends out of town, brunch, concerts, and the new coffee shop with vegan cake batter donuts? I used to think the call to simplify things was a temporary solution and not suitable for the long term. Living simply is anything but resignation. I'd like to present the idea that living simply is anything but resignation. Since I found my truth through simplicity, I know that true, authentic living can be discovered when we pare life down to its essential elements. By slowing my life down, I opened up to listening, thinking, and experiencing joy with the important people in my life. I found that simple doesn't have to be boring, mediocre, or unfulfilling. Simplifying didn't stop me from actualizing my potential, and simplifying for me doesn't mean sitting back and watching life pass by. Of course, what is essential or simple is different for everyone, but the concept remains the same. Let me show you what simple means to me. Simplicity in nature. Hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled Living a Life Less Ordinary by Ali Cornish of everthrive.org. We've heard from a lot of amazing people on this podcast, but if you're like me, you wanna go deeper. So where can you go to learn from the most remarkable people? That's Masterclass. Masterclass offers unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with over 180 world-class instructors, plus every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so there's no risk. There are over 200 classes to pick from with new classes added every month, like John Kabat-Zinn's. He's a mindfulness expert who teaches you how to incorporate meditation into your everyday life. I've loved his class. It's really helped me to hone my meditation skills, especially when I'm out and experience stressful situations and don't have the time or space to have a proper meditation session. I feel that thanks to his class, I've really been able to stay more composed no matter what's happening. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com old. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com old. Masterclass.com old. And thank you to Allie. I'll finish the rest of the post for you tomorrow. As I'm sure you can tell, this is a journey for her from chaos to simplicity. And she's gonna walk through different aspects of simplicity that we can all think about implementing in our own lives. Kind of reminds me of yesterday's episode a bit, actually. Even with how things are in the world right now and how many of us are doing a lot less travel, or in many cases, no travel at all, things still manage to get busy and pile up or feel overwhelming. That's just how life works, but trying simplicity in different areas of our lives, not all at once, we can slowly get to a place that in general is less chaotic and hopefully more happy and meaningful. So back to the connection to yesterday, that was all about prioritizing our tasks and then trying to delegate or eliminate D and E, the rest. In a nutshell, that's simplifying too. And I think the more ways we think to do it, the better off we'll be. So let's try to simplify some more this weekend. 
Thank you for being here and listening every day, including weekends, and I'll be back tomorrow to finish up this post where your optimal life awaits.